Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, she overcame tremendous odds and now she's helping others live their best life. Her incredible journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is The Jeff Crilly Show. Well, as some of you know, I, I grew up a poor kid in Detroit, and I look back on that adversity now, and I thank God every day that, that I had that upbringing. It taught me character. It taught me resilience. Um, I, w I was gritty. I had, uh, I had resilience. Somebody else who knows something about that, Michelle Christopher, she's a transfer transformational life coach. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I yeah. appreciate that. So you grew up in Minnesota. Uh, tell me about your childhood. Yep. So I grew up in Minnesota in the 70s. Um, I grew up in, I was poor. I grew up in Section 8 housing um, and my mother was on welfare. And um, I started my journey as an adult by having a child fairly early. I was 19 and I too was on welfare. And I found that, you know, I was, you know, what I thought was a product of my environment, right? So I was just mimicking those things that I had seen, but I started to ask questions outside of that. Like, how do you get out of these types of situations? So yeah, I started off in poverty and then what, 20 years later, um, I was a COO at one of the largest financial institutions wow. um, in the country and retired a year ago because I wanted to show people, I wanted to teach people some of the things that I had learned on my journey in dealing with adversity and how I overcame that and just wanted to teach them that what I was able to do, anybody's able to do. And uh, you've had some health setbacks. Um, share a little bit about that. Absolutely. Um, so in 2010, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called polymyositis and interstitial lung disease. It's an autoimmune muscle wasting disease. I was diagnosed with this just five months after doing the Iron Girl. So I was in the best shape of my life. You know, I um, at that time I had made VP at work, or yeah, VP at work that year. Um, I had just gotten married to the love of my life the year prior, and then just wham, I get this autoimmune disease. I'm like, I'm in a wheelchair. I mean, I was I was very sick. I had to go to Mayo, and mm. they saved my life. And I, I imagine because you're coaching people from all walks of life, and everybody has adversity, um, your life experience, your unique ability to overcome odds certainly puts you in a great position to coach. Absolutely. I think that everybody deals with adversity and sometimes we get stuck in that because we don't know that we are in control of our own minds and the thoughts that that we want to focus on. See, our brains are actually set up to look for patterns and we have over 20,000 thoughts a day and all of these thoughts we dismiss like 99% of them but the ones that we hold on to our brain is so brilliant that it will look for patterns and those are the things that we 
you get stuck with. And I love her uh, her tips. I was on her social media today and I looked through several of her videos. Uh, this is my favorite. I was just playing pickleball with um, my ladies down here and one of our best players was having a difficult day and she kept making comments to herself like, oh, I suck. Oh, why can't I get that? Oh, that was stupid. And I finally turned to her and I was like, stop talking about my friend. She is a great pickleball player. Stop talking. And she started laughing at me and she's like, oh, life coach. And I was like, no, I'm a recovering negative talker about myself. I used to say the most horrible things about myself out loud, apologizing for things that weren't things I needed to apologize for, calling myself stupid if I knocked something over or did something silly or even made a mistake. We believe the words that come out of our mouth more than we believe anybody else's. So we, let's stop with the negative talk. Let's start changing those things to positive affirmations. And if you're not comfortable saying positive things about yourself out loud yet, maybe start with something neutral but say things, nice things about yourself out loud because you deserve it. And I think that's so important because how many times have we had somebody say something that you know, hurt our feelings and it wasn't the fact that they said it, it was the fact that we replayed it about a hundred times. And what we made it mean. Yes. Yep, what we made it mean. You know, people um, think that just because they have a thought that it is fact. And sometimes their thoughts, they report it like they're just telling the news. This is just how things are. But actually, every circumstance is neutral. It's neutral until we have a thought. And it's that thought that makes it either a positive or a negative. So even some of the worst possible situations that you could think of, they are neutral until we have that thought. And the negative self-talk is so important because I guess you could have stayed as a child in Section 8 housing and continued to tell yourself the story, well, this is my lot in life. Absolutely. But you told yourself a different story. I did. Well, I started to ask questions because I didn't know. I didn't have the skills that I have now. And so I was like, there has to be something more. But what? Like, I was feeling drawn. I was feeling pulled forward, but I couldn't, I didn't know what it was. And so then I started to do some research and... And then I started to learn like these things are choices. My thoughts are a choice. Just like anybody, you choose to think these thoughts. But how do you break that? Like how do you overcome that? I mean, I think we hear that a lot that, you know, you can choose your destiny, you can choose your own reality. But the one thing that I do in my practice is I teach people the how, not just the what. Mm. And you're also a very popular guest on podcasts. We want to show one clip here. And as we're showing this clip, I want you to talk about just educating people through podcasting and the media. Is that something that you look forward to? I love it. Yes. So this was my second podcast um, on the same show. Um, the gentleman that I'm working with here is a, my realtor. So I said that I, I grew up in Section 8 housing, um, but now I own four rental properties in Minnesota. So I you know, for someone who had never owned a home, didn't come from people who knew how to own a home, I now own several. So um, we talk a little bit about how to do that. Um, we talk a little bit about you really don't have to be anything. I hear so so often people are like, well, how do I get started? Oh, well, I have to have a great job. Oh, well, I have to have you. There's so many ways sure. to get started. And I think another reason you're so relatable is that you have a real life. You're you're married to the love of your life. We're going to do a little bit of this is your life. So I want to I want you to narrate as we put these pictures up here. Okay, obviously. Uh, yeah. Your soulmate. This is 369. So it's March 6th of 
um, 2009, the day that we got married. Wow, I love that smile. This is a recent trip. Um, this is a bucket list trip for my son, Aiden, the 22-year-old. Um, he He's in the military and just came home from deployment about a year ago. So we are a military family. And then my seven-year-old daughter, Charlotte. Yeah, and my daughter, she is a, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree there. <laughs> like it. She's a great communicator. So... She loves people. She loves humans as much as I do. And this is a picture of my two favorite military men. Um, that's my father on the left. He's Navy. Uh, my father passed away when I was 20 years old. And then my son on the right when he was deployed. So, Well, tell me about, the, you know, your, your family obviously is your rock. And that, that helps you have a foundation to help others. Talk about the role your family plays. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they are my my purpose, my reason for everything. I actually have a picture of them and I have under it my purpose. They are so supportive of me and all of the things that I, I do. I mean, my daughter tells me like, mom, you're going to change the world. And she's seven. So like, I just want the world to be a better, softer place. And I think that we can do that if we can manage our minds. And it's just going to be better for our generations to generations. So in the final couple minutes, uh, how does somebody watching this know when they need to bring somebody like you into their life? Um, I think everybody needs a coach. Um, life coaching works. Like I said, it's really about the how, right? So you can read a book and it'll tell you the what, but sometimes it's like, how do I do this? And just because you start something, whether it be a diet or you want to better your relationships, um, like I have clients right now that one is an entrepreneur one's an entrepreneur and a couple executives where they're just trying to figure out what's my next step. So helping them get that clarity of mind, you know, because we have 20,000 plus thoughts a day, like which ones do I focus on? And then how do I stay with that? That's when you need a coach. I think I think everybody needs a coach. That's a great way to end the segment. We're also going to leave you with her LinkedIn profile so you can catch her there and, um, and friend her and, and uh, engage her. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.